You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 241 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with that guy that I've been trying to replace, and I work very hard all episode trying to replace him as well, Mr. Jeff Gargas. Jeff, how are you feeling? This is our third podcast episode recording of the night. I spent most of the time trying to convince our guests to be the new host. Are you feeling beaten down? Are you feeling inspired? Where are you at? Feeling underappreciated. That's for sure. Um, yeah, that, I think it's the best way. Underappreciated, um, mocked, um, a little depressed. Okay. But over, you Let, know, let's, whatever. Let's start with Jeff. I really appreciate you. I think you're an incredible person. You have an incredible face for radio. And you work enough that we haven't got rid of you yet, which means something. Um, okay, moving on from that, let's, um, <laughs> this is, you did spend a lot of time trying to get Al to replace me, and I think he was trying as well, so uh, I did beg a little bit to keep my job, so we'll see what happens. Um, but let's talk, this was a good episode, I'm excited about it. Al's a really good guy. Um, but I want to talk, we've got some cool stuff going on, you know, we're now, this is coming out on what, the, what it's 21st, I think, right? So we're going to be a few 21st. weeks into, into the, the, the new year. Got a lot of cool stuff going on with the team. One thing I don't think we've talked about in a long time on this podcast is is our private Facebook group. Ooh, and it's getting a facelift right now. Isn't that exciting? It, 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 it's getting a facelift? Like, Yeah, that's what I keep saying to people. I'm like, our Facebook group is getting a facelift in 2021. <laughs> All right, so it's getting a facelift. Uh, are you allowed to share like how like some of the ways in which you were doing a facelift? Well, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds funny, but it's legit. Like, guys, if you look at where the team was at the end of 2019 and where it was at the end of 2020, Mm -hmm. the team looks totally different. I feel like we've said this numerous times. Not only the people on the team, but the work the team is doing, the type of support the, the team is supporting. We are not only supporting teachers like we always have been, but we really have expanded. We're supporting administrative leaders better than ever. We're doing so much stuff. And to be honest... And no, we're back. <laughs> How about that? Does that work as a transition back? Because we just dropped because we were having all sorts of technical difficulties tonight. So um, hopefully Chris pieced this together so that it wasn't horrible. But we're back now. This is it. We're going. You go. Go ahead. I know. I know. I we're- hate when that happens, guys. But the point of what I was in, what I was trying to say is that because the team has grown, there's actually a few things that have just been so consistent for a year, two years, three years the team has done we're really trying to kind of add a little bit of a facelift to some of the things that you guys already know as like teach better team staples, our private Facebook group being one of them, Mm -hmm. mastery chat being one of them, um, professional development that we've been doing. These are all things that were around since the beginning, but now that we're doing so much more, we've learned and we want to support teachers better than ever. So private Facebook group, which by the way, if you're not a part of teachbettergroup.com takes you right there and you can join Right now, when we're recording this, it has just about 6,000 educators that are all together sharing their ideas, asking questions. 
And there's a few things we're doing in just the next few weeks to add so much value to that group, but you have to be in the group to get the value. So one of the things you've probably heard about, the Best Intention series is coming. Yes. So, 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 so soon. It's here in just a few days. Hans Apple is going to kill it. That's exclusive SEL content only in that private Facebook group. We know if you don't have a Facebook, just like make one specifically just to join the group. We totally get it. It's fine. But the other thing I want to highlight, Jeff, is that you know, the Teach Better team exists because we aim to connect educators with each other, support them with professional development, and also hopefully inspire them to be a little bit better every single day. Mm-hmm. And that connection piece is so important. We're going to do an exclusive hangout that you can only access if you're in our private Facebook group. So here's like in the most simplistic form. We are planning a hangout. I'm not revealing any details because I've been sworn to secrecy, but it is going to be happening on February 19th at 8 o'clock Eastern. That's a detail. You just said you're not giving any details. That's a detail. Well, it's a detail so you know the only way you get access to this exclusive virtual event is if you're in the private Facebook group because we're going to post a link. So like the link will be in the private group and then you'll be able to click the Zoom link and truly not only watch you know, some great conversation happening, but actually participate. This is not a live video. It's going to be a hangout session. So I think y'all should join us. You really should. Um, and just to, to be very clear, the the group is free to be in. So like this isn't, oh, all you got to do is, is that do a, a Facebook thing. I'm just, no, I'm just making sure to note that, that like this it's is all totally free. free. You just have to be in the group. Yeah. So like Ray said, like, you know, get a, start another Gmail account, start a Facebook page and turn off all your notifications and just get in there just for this. Like, yes, right, just for this. And just to get the link, and then you're good. Yes, and I, I only want to share one detail because I feel like it's exceptionally important as you're planning ahead. Because it's just the event, obviously, being the 19th of February, is just a few weeks away. We will be requiring everyone to like bring their favorite snack. Like, I personally Ooh, am really pushing, I know I'm pushing popcorn because that's like my favorite go to. So, if you need to do like a grocery run, like add it to the list right now so you don't forget because the 19th, a really big bowl of popcorn, I think should be a major priority. Okay, big bowl of popcorn. I think it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're in a place so where... So you, you can join the group at teachbettergroup.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. teachbettergroup.com or just search Teach Better Team on Facebook. Both our page and our group will show up. So um, you can get in there that, that way as well. So. I was going to try and transition and say, hey, if you're in a place right now where you can grab a big bowl of popcorn, now would be time to pause, grab that, because we're getting ready to get into the episode. That didn't work as well. Um, <laughs> that was good. Nice job, do, you, do you get popcorn to listen to, to podcasts? Is that a thing? Like popcorn with podcasts? I mean, every time I listen to podcasts, I have a massive bowl of popcorn with me yet. Do you really? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Even when I record, I actually consume is, popcorn like air. I was going to say, is that just because you always have a big thing of popcorn with you? Like, so it doesn't always. matter what you look, Always. Uh, just always. walking down the street. And shout out, shout out to Teach Better Team Ambassador, uh, Natalie, who knows that I love day-old popcorn. That's actually the best popcorn. Interesting. All right. Well, let's talk about Al <laughs> Thomas, who is yes. currently vying for a uh, position as Ray's co-host. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to talk with him afterwards and let him know what that actually means, and I'm thinking back out. But for now, he is the candidate on the on the docket for potentially replacing me. So, um, Al's actually, he's a great guy. Um, I was fortunate I got to connect with Al through another community that we're both part of. I'm going to chat with him a little bit and said, hey, you got to come on the podcast. 
He's here. I'm pretty sure you approve that he's awesome. He was definitely a right move to bring on. Uh, super innovative guy. Really, I love his focus on creativity. He works with uh, – well, first of all, he's been in education for a long time. Uh, he's held a whole bunch of different roles in education all up and through from, from being a classroom teacher to being a coach to being uh, helping with tech integration to being a principal, assistant principal. So he's done a lot of stuff. He currently works with uh, with districts and, and with educators on how to – to utilize tech, whether that's implementation, whether that's just find ways to be more creative with it, whether it's ways to to give your students an opportunity to be creative with it. A lot of really cool stuff. He gets a little bit more into it in the episode. Um, I love Al. I think he's a great guy. He's got so much awesome content over at his website, Edu Copilot, um, and everything that he's doing there. Ray, anything specifically other than replacing me that you want people to pull out of it? No, you know, silly. I just kind of want to out myself here that I wasn't following him on Twitter or Instagram until this episode aired. And I want to encourage all of you. We have people on all the time that are in the Teach Better bubble that you guys probably assume you're already following. I wasn't following him. So take an intentional moment, whether it be right now or after this episode, go search his handle. Because if you're not following him, you'll definitely want to and you don't want to wait till the end and forget. So do that right now because I'm thrilled to be a new follower of his. All right, with that, let's get an episode 241 with Al Thomas. We'll be getting right back to this podcast episode, but really quick, I want to give a special shout out to any leaders in schools. If you are a district leader, a school building leader in any capacity, the Teach Better team has a weekly administrative mastermind, which actually welcomes in district leaders from around the world to come together and collaborate, there is no better time than right now to make sure that you are considering all factors and sharing resources with educators around the country and around the world. This is an amazing get together that happens every single Tuesday. And if you have any sort of leadership role, consider this your invitation. You can get the private link to make sure that you're part of this weekly get together over at teachbetter.com mastermind. All right, leaders, we'll see you there. But let's get back to this episode. All right, we are here. We are chatting with Al Thomas. And, oh, man, it's been great to kind of get connected with you uh, fairly recently. But for for a little bit now, you and I, and uh, we actually connected in another, another community. We, we got to chat one time. And now I'm like, all right. I think I'm going to force him to meet Ray and we'll see how this goes. So I'm excited to dive in, learn more about you, uh, hopefully not be replaced by you because I'm pretty sure Ray's already got you picked out to be her new co-host. But before we get into all that craziness and shenanigans, uh, how are you feeling right now? Well, first of all, thank you guys for the opportunity to be able to join. And yes, I I think I am auditioning. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> this fun discussion. Um no, I'm feeling great. So it is 2021. So obviously really excited about what the new year holds and excited um, to be on the other side of 2020. Al, I'm so thrilled that it only took 241 episodes for us to find each other and make this great connection so we can host all these future episodes together. This is just already my favorite episode of all time. Let me just tell you, because this will be Jeff Gargas's last Ha ha! Actually, I think there would be an uproar with our listeners. That's the only negative is we might we might have a few listeners, only like one or two that we lose. So we'll kind of figure out if that's worth it or not. But before we get into all that, Al, I would like you to kind of share what you do in education, kind of answering that age old question of like how you support educators and what you do in education. 
Yes. So um, currently I work to support educators um, by helping them to integrate technology and creativity into the classroom. And so creativity is a huge part of the work that I'm doing. Um, so I enjoy being able to help um, educators just to learn how to be better visual storytellers themselves, but then also how to bring that into the classroom to create those opportunities for students and help hopefully to unlock um, those talents, abilities, and just those passions that they have um, to explore um, creativity. All right. So we're, we're at like a, we're at a cocktail party prior to 2020. You just said that to me after I asked you what you do. My immediate question is, so how do you do that Al? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you do that for teachers? So I do that in a number of different ways. I think um, primarily it's being able to work alongside them to be able to help them um, integrate um, the different creative um, techniques and skills when it comes to visual storytelling. So um, whether that is doing um, sessions um, where I'm working or workshops with districts and um, working with them to be able to uh, practically implement um, creativity into the classroom and be able to help them build out um, different skill sets um, based off of what they teach, um, whether that is creating resources um, and exposing them to the creative uh, tools, apps, and potential things that they can bring into the classroom. Because obviously that is, that's one of the things that I find quite often is that teachers just don't know what's available to them. Um, or they just, because of all the business and everything that's going on, they, they don't necessarily have the bandwidth to be able to dive in and be able to explore um, something that may be new to them. And so being able to just kind of unpack those things um, and be able to share that with them to be able to help them to be able to see how they can integrate it without having to become an expert on everything create that has to do with creativity. Gotcha. I love it. So uh, I'm curious because I know you've, we've held a, a number of different uh, roles and positions in education. How did you kind of get to this point of of, of working with teachers and working with schools and stuff like that. Like what was your, your journey kind of take us on that, that road with you. Wow. So I think this is where that the screen is supposed to fade black and white. And it's kind of a, uh, those moments in the movies where it's going back in time. We got, so, the, we, got uh, the, we got the mood set. Now you're good. It's the stage is ready for you. So I think, um, so I started in education, um, Wow, a, a number of years ago. And so um, I started um, having um, an opportunity to be able to come be a part of a school, a new school that was actually being started. Um, I got a chance to work um, and coach and, and teach um, and then transitioned into having the opportunity to um, work um, with a um just a number of different projects within that school district that allowed me to get leadership experience and move into being an administrator or an assistant principal uh, for a period of time uh, working to support um, teachers and loved the opportunity that that provided and eventually was um, blessed with the opportunity to be able to move into leading an entire campus. I was able to be a high school principal uh, for a number of years and had um, an incredible time working with a uh, campus of amazing educators that made me look way better than I was. Um, so that was an incredible experience. Um, I had one of the unique experiences of coming to my campus when I, on the first day um, and exploring my campus before anyone showed up. 
um, and walking through and seeing all of the amazing technology that we had that was on the shelves uh, that was still wrapped in plastic because it had never been used and there was dust all over it. Um, so we uh, worked together with our staff to be able to identify the reason why things were not being used and had the opportunity to create a number of different programs. And that kind of sparked my interest and my desire to really um, do more of the um, helping um, to be able to effectively implement technology. And creativity has always been a passion of mine. So those things kind of merged together. Um, so after that, I had an opportunity to be able to step into doing um, the work that I was doing on my campus. Um, I was asked to, to come to the district level and, and actually help the entire district implement technology. Um, and so I took that opportunity and that challenge um, and did that for a while and, and saw some great success there. And then had the opportunity to work um, at the regional level in Texas because Texas is so large. Um, I worked with um, a region that serviced about 148 districts. Um, and I worked with school districts that were literally just starting on their journey to implement technology um, and then also working with districts that had been doing it successfully for a number of years and helping them to be able to kind of take things to the next level. So there's more, but that is just kind of getting me to uh, for the most parts at this point. So I've had some some stints being able to do some some projects and work with Google, and um, that's part of the journey as well. But I am here today excited about the state of education. I love it. That's a, it's a fun journey and lots of stories in there, I'm sure. So I'm going to actually pull out a, a particular story, a specific story of a time that you've had a failure that you've had to overcome and kind of take us there with with you what happened? How did you overcome this failure? And then what did you take away from that experience? Well, I have never failed a day in my life. You know, I had I, I had this like inkling that was probably what it was that you probably had never had any mistakes or anything like that. So do we need to just skip this one or? I, I would 100% love to skip it, but obviously that would not make for a very great show. So um, no, I, I've had a ton of failures. I think that um, that is, that is something that I can definitely say to say that I have enough marks, um, to, to get the badge for whatever, um, that gets you. Um, I have, I would say, I think, um, if I can just kind of do, I'll do big picture, um, and then we can kind of distill it down. But I think early in my career, I think, especially when in, uh, having the opportunity to step into leadership roles, I think, um, I had a number of great ideas. I think all leaders have, um, and they get passionate and I can definitely say I got passionate about some ideas that I wanted to bring to my campus or I wanted to, um, that I thought was going to be the next best thing to be able to solve all of our problems, um, as a campus, um, and really not getting, um, all of the voices, um, within my campus or giving the space for the staff members on my campus all to be able to share their thoughts and their, get their input on those projects before my enthusiasm just kind of consumed everything. So um, it created a lot of challenges um, being in a situation where I didn't have the buy-in um, or I had a level of buy-in that was visible, um, but that wasn't really heartfelt um, and wasn't a full commitment uh, because I didn't give the opportunity for the uh, everyone to at least speak into what we were doing. So I learned very quickly the importance of, even if it's a good idea, um, of being able to pause and to be able to um, give space, ask questions, share it with people to be able to make sure that they have an opportunity to speak into it 
find out why the why certain fences are built um, and being able to make sure that we um, don't tear down fences before we know why they were built. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it, it, I would say as a kind of a big picture, I think those have, if I wanted to sum up the multitude of failures, um, especially early within uh, my leadership journey, that those have been the things that um, I would share. Mm. I love it. Let's, let's flip it now. Let's talk about a successful moment you've had. And this can be something big or something small, but uh, t- tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? And then what you take away from that experience? Yeah, I think I think one of my favorite experiences is that, um, and this is kind of ties into my journey of just kind of evolving into doing um, the tech integration creativity. Is that um, I had an opportunity on my campus to be able to um, help create the first an, an audio visual production lab for um, our campus. Um, we had not had anything like that on our campus before, um, and from talking to students and being able to. Um, see that there was a need there. Um, that was something that we were able to build out. So we did the funding. We we got the resources. We built out. We found rooms, moved classrooms. We did a ton of work to be able to build out this incredible facilities and to see the look on our students' faces when they walked in, um, to see the look on our students' faces when they were able to create, to see that we had students that were that we couldn't get to campus um, we couldn't get them to leave campus because they now um, had a creative outlet for them to be able to do the things that they were really passionate about. Um, and then all of a sudden get students that were really quiet and, and maybe not willing to share their voice, um, be comfortable and feel comfortable to come and be able to express, hey, could we do this next? Could we, could this be at it? And it was just an amazing experience of uh, a success that I could, I would love to take full credit of, but I think it was a success um, because of the work and the passion and that everyone put in to be able to develop that for students. Um, it was just an amazing experience. Al, I love your success story. I think the more success stories like that, <laughs> the better in the field of education. I want to transition us a little bit here. I really want to get into what is exciting you about the work you're doing, because there's no way you're supporting teachers and students and everything in between without having something that's really, really the driving force in all that you're doing. So tell me, out of all the stuff in education, what's keeping you the most excited right now? Yeah, so there there are a ton of things that are keeping me excited at the moment in education. I think we're in a good space. Um, I think one of the things, and just definitely to connect to what I'm doing, is is seeing um, just the openness that has um, that's come apart or come about within education um, to be able to do creativity or integrate creativity or have creativity working. I, I think that that has been something that I've I've applauded so much to, to, to see districts um, be open to um, bringing in tools and supporting tools like things like Adobe Spark, um, bringing in tools um, that allow for students to be able to create. Um, I think that that has been a huge um, plus and something that really excites me. Um, that definitely was not the case, um, especially early in my career in education, um, of seeing that or it was either looked at as a add-on and not a necessity, or it was looked at as something that really was cool, or it was, hey, we'll do this um, end of the semester. Uh, we'll do this to on Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll do these at these these points throughout the school year that are just kind of one-offs. Uh, but really seeing students be able to take 
um, things that they would normally be doing, like writing a, um, a report or um, doing a research paper and being able to have that flipped on his head and have them do things where they're creating videos and they're creating um, things to be able to share their ideas or a session I do on one minute documentaries. I, I've seen people take that and being able to integrate it within the classroom where they're having students be able to learn all the information that they were they were wanting them to learn, but then having them get an opportunity to be able to create an artifact of learning that is completely and uniquely them. I think that's an incredible place to be in education, and I'm excited for what it'll be like over the next few years and um, and beyond. So, Al, I have to know, with all the work that you do, you know, there has to be a piece of advice that you find yourself either saying often, or maybe it's a piece of advice that you really feel like teachers need to take away with them during this crazy time. What is your one piece of advice that you want to share on the Teach Better Talk podcast that every educator really should consider right now? Yeah, I think um, I kind of alluded to it earlier. And um, that's, that's really just don't be afraid of giving students the runway. Um, to discover whatever their creative spark is. Um, I share, and I, and I don't know if many people, I'm sure, let me take that back. I know many people know of him, um, but I don't know if a lot of educators, um, Marquez Brownlee, um, I love the work that he's doing. He's considered one of the top YouTubers. Um, but I love the fact that uh, there was a video that he did where um, he was talking about um, and sharing how he's glad that his parents didn't freak out because he was in his room talking to himself when he was creating videos. Um, because that's what it sounds like when you're in your room by yourself and you're talking about technology and reviewing technology and starting out, you are doing it in your room and you're doing it in, in a place where it sounds weird. It looks weird. And I think a lot of times in education, we think about bringing creativity into the classroom and that's what it looks like. But I want to encourage educators to really think about giving that space for students to be able to explore their creativity and what is what their passion is about. Some things won't hit, some things will. But when that student finds the thing that they are passionate about, you never know what it's going to create for them. It, you never know the opportunities. Um, that you know, M- MKBHD, uh, Marquez, um, has had the opportunity to interview CEOs of, of huge companies. He's been able to um, research and um, talk about things that um, we would want all of our students to talk about the experiences that we would want all our students to do. Those opportunities were created because um, people in his life gave him the space for him to be able to discover those things he's passionate about. And he was able to be given the runway for him to be able to step out and do it. Um, and I think about my own personal journey of having um, an English teacher who um, still is this day. I still remember it is we were reading the story of Beowulf and um, I, it just wasn't hitting home where we were supposed to do this big research paper in this project. And I remember struggling with it. And I remember I had a teacher who was, um, compassionate enough and, um, cared about her students enough that she was able, she pulled me to the side after class and just asked me like, what, like, how am I doing with it? And I honestly told her that I was struggling with it. And she, um, uh, said, how would I like to share what I know about the story? And she allowed me to be able to illustrate the story of Beowulf. And it was one of the most incredible experiences um, that I had because I was able to dive into this story deeper than anyone else in the class. And then I was able to showcase what I knew of the story. But more importantly, I got to showcase the talent that I had um, for a project inside of the classroom. Um, And I did not want to let her down. um, And I wanted to showcase my best uh, work 
because I was showing it to my peers. That's really powerful. And that is something that I encourage all educators to really think about how they can create those opportunities for students and how can they step out of their comfort zone because students are going to benefit from it. Oh, I love that. Just giving them that opportunity for creativity and instilling that and that's so important. Um, I love your, your, your touch of your teacher too. Like thank, thankfully she did that for you. Uh, and it's led to so much. So that's an awesome, awesome piece of advice. Uh, let's, let's keep this going here. We need the next six questions. Your goals answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready to go? I will do it even less. Ooh, do you hear that? Confidence, Ray. Confidence. Oh, he, he's going to uh, kill well, he it. Is auditioning. He, he is auditioning yeah, here. He knows that he's the new host of Teach Bear Talk <laughs> podcast. So he has already practiced. He's right now stretching in his office where he's recording this podcast. He's been prepping for this for weeks. Al, I'm, I'm support you. you you're going to be great. I am looking forward to it and I am setting a new standard. So let's All do right. it. Here we go. What is one tech tool you cannot live without? Um, I'm going to say Lightroom. I know that most people may not consider it an tech tool, but I love Lightroom and what you can create and the fact that it can, I can create, edit, and do some incredible things on my smartphone with that app. It's pretty incredible as a visual storytelling tool. What uh, give us a book you're reading right now? Um, a book that I'm rereading um, because I try to reread it every so often is Essentialism: uh, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Because I think that that is something that we all need to take a little bit uh, from and be able to consider um, living our lives with less because we don't need all this stuff. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Um, I would say one, an organization that I um, am proud to be a board member, um, and that is 100 Cameras. They're doing some incredible work with students. Um, I would say Claudio Zavala, who, a great friend and incredible educator, who is also very passionate about creativity, does some incredible work on YouTube. Um, definitely go check out his work. Um, Nicole Taylor, who is an incredible educator. Um, she is one of the most genuine people I know, and I would tell you that she has a um, a genuine passion for just helping educators. Um, so definitely check out their work. Uh, what's a good YouTube channel, website, or podcast for educators to check out? Well, shameless plug, I got to say edgycopilot.com. Definitely check that out. And so um, podcast, um, there are a ton. Um, I'm going to say, first of all, website, um, um, the Adobe Education Exchange, if you have not been there. There's a ton of resources that are available for educators to check out um, and use. Um, I think podcasts, oh man, this is the one part where I'm going to break the 15 second rule uh, <laughs> because there's just, there, there's a ton of podcasts um, uh, and I'm just not going to mention any of them. I'm going to just be, I'm going to just break the rules. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, just so podcasts in general, go find them all. That's, we'll leave it at that. Uh, exactly. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to take. I'm going to take that no, back. So, podcast. I'm going to break the rules. So, some friends of mine actually created um, a podcast. Um, Ken Shelton, D. Lanier. Uh, they created a podcast called The Liberated Educator. Um, incredible, incredible educators that I tell you, you would find um, a ton of resources to be able to help you in your journey to be able to help support your students best. So, definitely go check out their podcast. Uh, give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Um, create something every day, no matter how painful it is. The first few days will be great. Um, it'll be easy, uh, but there will definitely become a point where it becomes 
um, more challenging for you to think of something to create or do, um, but you'll be better for it. And lastly, it was the best piece of advice you've ever received. Um, be kind. Everyone is on their own journey. Oh, nice. I love that one. Ooh, see, you did good even though you broke the rules. That's kind of my mindset. Yeah, right. You you did I mean, good. You got to. Yeah, I, I think I that every that. so often some rules are meant to be broken. I think you chose the right ones. I, I still think this was a good audition, personally. That would be my opinion. Yeah, and we won't tell anyone that's probably the fifth time I've recorded that. So, yeah, we won't tell <laughs> Guys, that's not true. We did have some tech issues during this episode, which hopefully y'all won't be able to notice because Chris, who is, you know, a part of the Teach Better team and makes us sound good, he's going to make this episode work wonderfully. But he definitely did not record this 12 times, I promise. It was maybe like, you know, Jeff's questions that we had to record because Jeff kept messing up. But it's fine. Anywho. I do, I do want to know that Al broke the rules, so I don't think he should be able to replace me yet. What if we just had a co-host? This might be me sort of pleading, like for my, like you know, begging to keep my job. But I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to say, it. like, I'm not, you know, I fully support him replacing me. But I think he should ask to like try again, like another time <laughs> or something. Like, give me a couple more episodes or something. You know, you know? Al, I, 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 I really, I would give him. <laughs> yeah, I think that we're gonna have you get involved in the Teach Better team, regardless of this podcast. So I think you're still in a good spot. This was a really good episode. And I do want to make sure all of our guests get to listen to your insight and continue to learn from you and alongside you. Would you mind sharing your website or Twitter or Instagram anywhere where our community can stay connected to you? Yeah, so I try to keep it really simple for everyone. So if you just search EduCopilot, just about any place you will find me. Um, my website is EduCopilot.com. On Twitter, I'm EduCopilot. Um, and then Instagram, um, which is a place where I share a lot of the visual um, storytelling um, tips and tricks and uh, my photography as well. Uh, so definitely check that out. And so, and I'm working on um, YouTube and building that out as well. So you can definitely check me out there as well. And, you know, you can find all the links, all the resources that we mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as the really important links for connecting with Al and keeping this conversation going. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and just share this podcast with them. Al, man, this was a lot of fun. We had a good time. There's so much value in this episode. I'm so happy to get you on, uh, learn more about you, share everything you got going on with our with our community, and give them an opportunity to connect with you and to learn and grow with you. I just really appreciate you taking some time and hanging out with us, man. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a great time, and there is no way I could live up to the amazing work that you're doing, so I am going to graciously bow out of the running to take over your spot. I appreciate that. A weight is lifted. I feel just freed right now. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then, well, I don't know if freed is the right word for having to work with Ray longer, but that's a whole other story. Ouch. A whole other... Go buy your, go buy your hashtag team Ray shirt over at teachbetterswag.com. <laughs> All right. With that, until next time, let's go out there. Let's teach better. <laughs>